Well, hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode with Brittany Bundles. You are listening to the Brittany Bundles podcast, where we empower people through entrepreneurship. And today we're going to talk about five ways that you can know what your customers are thinking. Okay, uh, this may have crossed your mind. You may have, you know, wondered to yourself, I wonder if my customer thinks that I'm professional. I wonder if my customer thinks that my work is efficient. I wonder if my customer enjoys doing business with me. I wonder if my customer is satisfied uh, with the value that I'm offering them. And so a lot of these questions can play in our, our, our minds. I know with me, uh, that's a question that I would constantly ask myself, especially in the beginning of business. And I can say, especially in business today, I wanna make sure that whatever I'm doing, I'm not just doing it for my uh, uh, sake. You know, I don't want to create a business because I just enjoy business, but I want my business to uh, that put provide value and provide insight and provide uh, motivation and be able to provide good extension. So I have so many different um, business genres that I'm in and they're all connected and tied, which I'm thankful about, um, or I can say the majority of them are all tied in together. And I'll be doing some more podcast segments on how to do that as well. Um, but wanting to, to aim for success, I'm wanting to aim to ensure that everyone that I'm interacting with is getting value from our interaction. And so I'm going to be sharing today in this podcast five ways that you can get inside the minds of your customers and actually understand and know firsthand what they're thinking. Before I go further, I want to let you all know to stay tuned on this podcast because in just a few days, we're going to be coming out with a brand new podcast segment. Um, I am going to be going over credit uh, awareness and credit repair, credit building topics right here on the Brittany Bundles podcast. Um, I just launched a new service where I am offering credit repair. So if any of you are interested in repairing your credit, you, you probably already know if you follow me that I have years of experience in the financial industry working as a loan officer and I decided to tie another one of my skills into what I'm offering to you all so if you're interested in credit repair be sure to reach out to me uh, you can go to my website badchickhair.com or you can go to my uh, newer website keepingupwithbrittany.com um, all the information is there on either website or you can send me an email at btalks at yahoo.com and put credit repair in the subject and I'll be happy to give you more information so I'm going to ask that you go ahead and share the podcast, let people know what we're doing, that we're going to also have credit repair, credit awareness type of podcast starting in a few days. So they really want to make sure that they're joining in. Not only entrepreneurial topics are going to be discussed here, but we're also going to be discussing credit. It's really, really important. I speak with so many entrepreneurs that talk about wanting to um, access funds for their business and not being able to um, because their credit is doesn't allow them to get approved for business funding. Um, and working in the financial industry, I can go over how your personal credit correlates when you're looking at business loans through some institutions and things like that, but I'm not going to get too far into that on this uh, uh, podcast episode at all. But stay tuned and follow the Instagram, Brittany Bundles underscore podcast, so that you're aware and you're alerted every time I make a new podcast episode related to credit and also related to entrepreneurship. So go ahead and share the podcast. You can share the podcast with a family member or a friend. You can share the podcast by turning on the podcast when you're riding with someone in the car. You can share it via text message, DM. Uh, you can share it 
via social media, but just go ahead and share the podcast. Let's get the word out. I'll give you a moment to do that and I'll be back in just a moment. All right. All right, everyone. So we're talking again about five ways that we can know what our customers are thinking. And it's important to know what your customers are thinking because it's important to ensure that we are providing the value that we hope to provide. So the first thing that I have, the first tip is ask. You can simply ask your customers how they feel about the service they receive. I remember working in a call center and in this particular call center, I learned so much about sales and I took a lot of the information that I learned and I brought it to my business. But we would ask at the end of the call, are you very satisfied or are you satisfied with the level of service that we provided or the set level of service that they received today? And so um, people would either say, you know, hey, I'm happy with the service that you provided, but I'm not happy with the overall um, experience with this company because of this. Or, hey, I'm not really happy with your service because I don't feel like you answered my question thoroughly. Or, hey, I'm, I'm very satisfied with your service, but I'm not satisfied with the colleague before you. Or And people would have their reasons as to why they say what they say, and that would give me an opportunity to figure out if I'm doing everything that I can to ensure that they are very satisfied that I'm handling their entire request. And if they weren't, it gives me some opportunity to cover that ground and to make it right. And so the first tip that I put down again is ask, ask your customers, hey, um, how did you feel about our interaction today? Hey, how are you feeling about the extensions that you order for me uh, time and time again? Hey, how are you feeling about um, the service that I provided today? And sometimes you won't even have to ask. Sometimes people will just volunteer and tell you. But if you're wanting to know, don't just sit back and question and, and, and silence, but ask. It's always okay to ask how you're doing. People definitely appreciate that and they respect it. Sometimes we don't ask because we're nervous. Sometimes we don't ask because we're short on time. But I can say something uh, about the nervousness. If you're nervous to ask people how you're doing, challenge yourself to overcome that. The more you do something, uh, the more it becomes easier to do, right? And so for me, it wasn't always easy for me to speak with different people, but I had to challenge myself to constantly speak with different people so that it became easier. And I'm not saying that you're not gonna ever get nervous. I'm human, I get nervous sometimes too, but it's always important to rationalize everything and look at the, the grand scheme of your goal. If, you're, if your whole goal is to ensure that you're being efficient with your work, in order to measure that efficiency, what better way to measure than with the people that you're actually providing that service to or the product to? So ask. If you don't want to ask directly in conversation, you can also take a poll. There's a lot of people that put polls on their YouTube channel. They put polls um, on different social media sites. Um, they ask people to weigh in. So you can always create some type of poll as well. You can email. There are people that email surveys, people that email um, different, uh, uh, what I want to say, different um there are people that, that email different email templates and they ask um, for a testimonial. They ask at their customer or their client how they feel about the service they receive. So there's different ways that you can ask, but the whole gist of this first tip is just ask, okay? The next thing that I wanna go over in regard to 
ways that you can tell what your customers think is paying attention to the reaction. Um, so if someone's constantly coming back to you and purchasing, I'm not saying that you can assume anything, but I would say that, hey, more than likely they're liking what they're purchasing, especially if there are other people in the area that they can go to for a similar service or a similar product, right? A lot of people like to, to, to say constantly, well, the hair industry is oversaturated. So if that's the case and people are constantly or the same person you know, is constantly ordering from you, then that speaks volumes. You, you'll be able to see based on their reaction. How are they when they are doing business with you? Are they repeating customers? Um, and then sometimes no response is a response. There's a customer that I have on the top of my mind that I'm, I'm uh, probably gonna reach out to later on this week, but um, we had a, a scenario that I went over on my YouTube channel. I reached out to her and offered a discount and I didn't hear back and it's going on, I think like, like a month maybe. I'll have to check, but no response can be a response. So if you're not hearing anything from someone then that could be a sign that, hey, maybe they're not interested anymore. Hey, maybe they didn't like the offer that you gave them, or maybe they're busy, or maybe there's a lot of maybes. And that's why I go back to the first thing that I put down is ask, because if you don't ask, you don't know a lot of times. Um, so, but looking at people's reactions, also paying attention to how they respond, if they're recurring or if they're not, is also a way that you can gauge how people are feeling, how your customers are feeling about your service and your products. The third thing that I want to go over is referrals. Are your customers referring people to you? I have a lot of different customers that say, hey, I was working with someone and they were looking for certain extensions that I didn't offer. I sell hair too, but I didn't offer these type of extensions and so I'll refer them to you. Or hey, I have customers that were looking for this certain type of texture. I offer the texture, but I'm sold out, so I'll refer them to you. Or hey, I was in um, a clubhouse session and someone mentioned consultations and I referred them to you. So are your customers confident enough in your work to refer you to their customers and clients or to their peers? Because if, if people aren't satisfied with the work that you're doing, a lot of times they're not gonna wanna refer you because they're not gonna wanna make themselves look like they're referring someone that doesn't have uh, any value or preferring someone that's not professional or preferring, preferring someone that doesn't have quality products. So ask yourself, are you receiving referrals? Do people feel confident enough to refer you? And also leaving testimonials. Um, I'm gonna work on finding some another app to have testimonials on my website because when I first started, I did have an option for testimonials and I was able to save those testimonials and a lot of them are still on my website to this day at badchickhair.com. Um, I asked for people to leave me uh, ref referrals and testimonials on my Facebook page and people went over there and they left testimonials too. Um, not everyone's going to leave a testimonial though and that's something that I found out the hard way. Um, people may love working with you but that doesn't mean that they're going to want to um, leave a testimonial about your business. Some people uh, are um, teachers and they don't want their students to know where they're purchasing their extensions from or, or what they're doing online. Some people uh, have different professions that they don't want uh, other people knowing what they're doing in their spare time, if that makes sense. Like I don't, and I say the teacher analogy because I've actually been told that. I don't know exactly all the deep depth ends of why someone wouldn't want, I don't know. But I'm just saying that's something that I've been advised. So, you know, I wouldn't weigh too heavily on the testimonials. Um, yes, it's great if you can get some, but the longer I've been in business, I found that 
um, it's easier for me to hear people say I really like what you're doing than for them to actually go and leave a testimonial just like people may watch my video and email me and say thank you so much for making this video but they won't click the like or you may see a video where I have comments and, and people are saying thank you great information but there's no likes so um, you know for people to actually leave likes testimonials it takes energy and not everyone's gonna do that so I wouldn't get discouraged right then and there but I'm, I'm letting you know that that is another way that you can gauge how your customers are feeling. All right, so the next point that I wanna to move to is questions. Um, so if customers are constantly asking questions, they're coming back to you and they're asking you this and asking you that about your services or your products, that's a good sign because it shows their interest. Um, a lot of times people may get annoyed when customers are constantly coming back asking questions and they may feel like the customers are not serious buyers, that they're just wanting to ask questions and take up their day. But for someone to come to you, especially if you feel like your industry is saturated and ask you questions, think about it in a different perspective. You know, think about it in another light instead of saying, well, oh, they're just on my line trying to irritate me. They could be on anyone's line irritating them, right? They could be with any co company, emailing them, calling them, talking to them, but they're here with you. So that is huge. Out of all of the millions of companies that they could have reached out to, they reached out to your company. Let that sink for a little bit. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit. That's huge. So even if it's not a sell at this point, they're showing their interest. That's another way that you can gauge what your customers are thinking about you because is someone going to be interested in something that they don't see value in? A lot of times, no. Is someone gonna be really interested to ask tons of questions about something that they don't like? Uh, not really. So it's important, unless they're really you know, upset with, the, with the, you know, something regarding your company, but if they're not, um, they're not gonna wanna you know, spend time asking about something, the majority of people, that they're not somewhat interested in. Are they wanting more of your services? Are they asking about discounts? Are they asking about when you're coming out with another product? Are they asking about a sale that you're doing? Um, I had someone that reached out to me last night and they asked for uh, a discount code for drop shipping because at the top of my website, it's gonna be valid for a few more days, it says reach out to customer service for your unique discount code for half off drop shipping. And they did that. They reached out through my chat option through badchickhair.com. They asked for a discount code, but they did not purchase last night. Okay, they didn't make their purchase until later on today. So it was a good, what, 10 hours between the time that they reached out for that discount code and the time they purchased. And if I would have gotten discouraged because I sent out that code last night and I didn't get an order by the time I woke up, or if I would have um, said something rude to them or said something trying to pressure them into the sale, I could have lost it. So it's important to be able to understand when people are interested versus when they're not. Um, I talk about asking open-ended questions on my YouTube channel very frequently. I talk about gathering information. I talk about using what your customer has advised you um, to be able to come back with a record tailored recommendation for them. You know, based on what you told me, I recommend you going with this texture of hair because of this, right? Um, but even when you're doing that, it's also a skill to be able to understand and discern when someone is interested and when they're not, okay? because we don't want anyone getting something that they ultimately don't want because we don't want buyer's remorse. We don't want someone to get something and then not be satisfied, okay? So it's important that we're not just selling, but that we're being intentional with our selling practices and we're making sure that we're pairing the right product and the right service to the right person.
Um, the last thing that I'm going to go over is word of mouth and your reputation. So what, what type of reputation does your, your company have? You know, and, and when I say this, I have to follow up with saying this too. Okay, when I say that, I have to follow up with this. That's what I meant. Um, just, you can have the best company. You could be the best business owner, but you're going to have someone that doesn't like what you do. You're going to have someone that doesn't like your service. You're going to have someone that doesn't like your product. That's life. There are multi-billion and million dollar companies and they do extensive training in customer service, extensive training in the quality of the products that they offer. And there are some people that still don't like what they offer. You're not gonna be able to please everyone because everyone doesn't get appeased by the same thing. You're not gonna be able to please everyone because everyone isn't pleased the same way. You know, and so there are going to be some people that don't like what you're doing, that don't like what you offer, and that may not have the best view of your business or you in their book. But that doesn't mean that you take that and you use that as the measure for every customer. If the majority of the people that are working with you are happy with the services that they receive, are happy and willing to tell people and refer people to you, are coming back and, and being repeat purchasers, that, that should give you some type of just too. Um, as far as understanding the reputation of your company. If people are um, happy with what you're doing and if people are uh, finding value in what you're doing, that should give you some type of understanding with the reputation and how a lot of your customers are feeling toward the services that you offer. Okay, so those are some ways right there that you can tell. You can kind of test to see what your business is doing, how it's impacting people, are people liking what you're offering or not? A lot of times we rely too heavily on social media. Well, I guess no one likes my business idea because no one's clicking the like button. But again, there's so many people that like in so many different ways. I'm even guilty of watching a video and forgetting to like. I'm guilty of tuning into a channel that I absolutely love and I forget to click the like button because I'm so wrapped up in what they're saying. Sometimes I'm taking notes. There is one pastor in particular, I pull up my notebook and I try to really get into what he's talking about because he has so much valuable information. And um, by the time I end up writing, sometimes I fall asleep listening to him. Um, sometimes I pause and I, I you know, take care of my children and I come back and I'm ready to write again. And because I'm doing so much trying to get all this information that, that this pastor is talking about, or because I'm spending so much time uh, writing and focusing on his message, I forget to like the video. And sometimes I remember and I you know, click the like, but there are some times that I completely forget. So I'm letting you all know from the opposite end too. There are people that like what you're doing that forget to like the like button. Some people do, some people don't. Um, but those are some ways. Again, we went over. If you're wondering what your customers are thinking about you, ask, take a poll, ask them in person, ask them via email, ask them over the phone, ask them via text message, ask them how they are liking your level of service, how they're liking your program, how they're liking your ebook, your extensions, whatever it is you're offering. Look at their reaction. Are they reoccurring? Are they coming back? Are they happy to work with you? Or are they not responding anymore? Figure out what their response means because everyone reacts in a different way and everyone's reaction doesn't mean the same thing. Uh, the ne next thing we went over was referrals. Are they referring other people to you? Are you someone that they're confident with letting other people know that they've worked with you? Are they comfortable leaving testimonials? The next thing we touched on is questions. 
Are they asking you questions that shows interest? Are they wanting more of your services? And then the last thing is word of mouth and your reputation. What type of reputation does your business hold overall? So those are some ways that you can gauge what your customers are thinking about your business. I really hope that you took something from this episode. Like I say in every podcast, or I try to say in every podcast, I don't want the conversation to end. If you would like to be a guest on the Brittany Bundles podcast, please email me at b, that's b as in Brittany, btalks, T-A-L-K-S at yahoo.com. Also, please follow me on social media. I am on Instagram at Brittany underscore bundles. That is Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y underscore bundles, B-U-N-D-L-E-S. I'm on Facebook, Brittany Bundles, Twitter, Brittany Bundles, and YouTube, Brittany Bundles. And so don't forget to check out my new credit repair services. Uh, that is on my website, keepingupwithbrittany.com, or you can email btalks, T-A-L-K-S, at yahoo.com. Put credit repair in the subject line, and I will send you information via email. Also, be sure to let your friends know that we're going to be coming to this podcast with credit awareness and building topics. So stay tuned for that as well. I want to thank you all for tuning in and I will talk to you all in the next podcast episode.